Thanks for joining us for another great message from Influences Church Australia. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, blesses you and brings you joy. For more information about our church, go online to influences.church. And now for our message. Good to see you. Hey, we're being joined, and actually going to see this next week, but we're being joined by our Clare Valley campus, our Salisbury campus, our City campus, our Mount Barker campus, our South campus, our Solo Indonesia campus, and of course, our online campus. Can we welcome everyone today? Faith in the room. So good to be with you. It is so good to have everybody in here, but everyone online too. And um, I'm glad you did that because I normally forget a campus, but I love you dearly, no, but I'm glad hurt. you did that. Yes. Let's point out the obvious. Josh okay. has broken his foot, people. So Again. you don't have to watch him run across the stage today. He's going to sit right here. How hard do you think I'm going to find this just sitting on this stool? Yeah. Uh, this is impossible. We're going to buckle me down. Uh, um, so quick story. Uh, how it all happened is um, we're playing basketball two Mondays days ago and, and I drove in and was literally about to dunk it and uh, and out of nowhere classic basketball injury stood on someone's foot rolled it all the way over look if you've played hoops or netball you've done it except it went so far I broke two bones in my foot and uh, and the worst part is the the ball went over the backboard and um, and it wasn't actually the worst part the part that hurt the most is I come off and Shans is looking at me I'm like I'm fine I'm Fine. And uh, and so on the way home, she's like, let's go to emergency again. And, and I'm like, no, it's all right. Eat some concrete, harden up. And so the next morning, you know, Shans is like, it's pretty bruised, pretty swollen. And uh, Shans like, just get an x-ray. I'm like, all right, I'll get an x-ray. They'll just tell me nothing there. It's just torn ligaments. So I go to get x-rays at Mobbury and uh, the girl comes out and she's like, normally I'd have to send you to a doctor, but good news, I don't have to do that today. And I'm like, See, told you, Chance. She's like, you've got two broken bones and you have to go straight to emergency. <laughs> what hurt most was that I was wrong. Uh, she was right. You heard it right there. Yeah, right there. <laughs> now, he's, um, he couldn't wait there. I knew it was broken when I saw that. But he is naughty in that he literally walked on stage without crutches. Yeah. But he's weight-bearing because... He doesn't admit that he's got a broken foot. Tough ass, that's why. But anyway, we're not here to talk about the foot. In a couple of weeks' time, we have a 100-year anniversary. Who's excited for that? It's going to be awesome. Yes. And um, just want to encourage you around and just tell you a couple key things that really matter. Um, So the idea is we put it originally on the form. We're going to start at three. We're actually going to start a huge big family carnival at four. And in Jesus' name, it's not going to rain. And uh, like, you know, we've got a, a lot of rides, a lot of food trucks, all this sort of stuff coming in. Um, <coughs> excuse me, got emotional just thinking about it. Um, you know, we're going to uh, have a big festival. Then at six, we're going to bring everyone in. But then the kids are going to have their party. And, and so if we're going to celebrate, we're doing a big kids party outside. It's like the Royal Adelaide show out there for them. And we're going to feed them. They're going to have cake. For the young, young kids that can't use all the rides, we've got a reptile show coming in. So it's going to be amazing, but we need you to do something if you're a parent. If you are a parent in every campus, right here in the room, we need you to pre-register your children because it makes our job so much easier. The kids 
the kids' leaders will thank you, but it just will help the whole thing go so much more smooth. Totally. And, you know, they've got to get a whole lot of kids registered on the day, hundreds of kids. Hundreds so of kids. please, 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 on your flyer, on there your is seat. a QR code. On the screen, there is a QR code. Register your kids. You want to be in the room. I, um, Josh has been researching our history as a church. It's 100 years old. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. We need to celebrate that. But I watched this week a little bit of the history be told from platform and I was like totally moved. There were so many things I didn't know. So you want to come and celebrate with us. It is going to be a day to remember. It's going to be awesome. And it's going to be a day that we prophesy into the future too. Yeah, that's it. We're going to celebrate the past. Hey, all of our Atlanta campus pastors are going to be here. So you're going to get to meet them. And then we've got some big things to announce, vision for the future. By the way, we're going to have all meal deals beforehand. So eat when you come here. But then at six o'clock, we're starting. It's going to be awesome. Are you excited? Make sure you tell people that were part of the church, want to come along. Make sure you're in the room. We're not going to be streaming it. We want people in here. Make sure you're here. It's going to be so good. Register your kids. Come for dinner. We'll see you there. All right, super. Are you well? Come on, let's get into it here. I'm excited. The blood's flowing to my foot, ready to go. Um, I preached a word nearly six years ago, and, um, and I've had this phrase, this scripture rolling around in my spirit all the last few weeks, just seeing some of the great things God's doing. And, and I just want to go back to it, not because there's not any other words in the Bible to preach from, but when you start to see the fulfillment of a prophetic word given, you don't ignore it, you go back, you recognize the prophetic, and you begin to declare what God's going to do in the next season. I believe that when you get the Logos, when you get the written Word of God and the rhema comes to life, the, the revelation of the Holy Spirit speaks through it, it's not to be just read and ignored, it's to be spoken, it's to be prophesied, it's to be declared until it comes to life. Because literally I believe as we as a church go into a new century, as we now go into the next hundred years, this is not lost on God. God's gonna take us into a new season, a new era and a new day. And where the church goes, you go. And we are a church that was bought, birthed in prayer, miracles, revival, and the supernatural. And I fully believe God's about to do a new thing in this new season, in this new era. Come on, Salisbury Campus, City Campus, all the campuses right here at Paradise. God's about to do a new thing, amen? amen. And as I declare this, as I read this scripture, as I begin to break it down, do not be familiar with the word, but allow it to be a prophetic word that you have a yes and amen in your spirit that says, God, let it be so, because as the rhema word comes, I believe this word can change your next season, it can change your expectation, it can change your perspective, and it can release God's reward into your life, amen? amen. So Isaiah 43 sets this Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Everyone say, behold. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is doing a new thing. Everyone say, behold. He's doing a new thing. I don't know how you made it here, but you made it here. Story I might have told before, but my first day of university, 
I was going into uni, Rob Fisher was there, and, uh, and it, was the, you know, it was a big moment for me. You know, it was year 2000, February, and, and I was gonna be dressed to impress. I went in there, uh, I got a, my own brand new grey satchel, because they were in on the days. I got a fresh haircut, I was looking as cool as a cucumber, and I was like, look out world. And what I mean by that, I was like, look out girls. And uh, I, I went into uni, it was the first day I was allowed to get the bus by myself into the city and I was just like super controlling parents and I was about to go in there and my destiny was gonna change. So we had a lecture in one of the halls and so I got off the bus and it was at City West University there and, and I got to the corner uh, um, near the university and it was there as I crossed the road and got to the near the uni. Have you ever been swept by a magpie? I didn't get swept by a magpie, I got attacked by a crow, and it was there. As I got to the corner, uh, this crow came out of nowhere and didn't just swoop me, it hooked onto my head, and I'm there. Like, what the heck's going on? I got my satchel trying to get this thing away, but it was a crow from hell. It wasn't gonna leave. Literally, this thing's flapping like, on the top of my head. I'm literally running through traffic on Hindley Street, trying to get this crow off my flopping head. Eventually, it disappears. Swoop my hair back over. Had a big, long fringe back then. And I went into class, walking in, cool. Look out, world, look out, girls. And I sat down. And my mate's like, what the heck happened to you? I said, what do you mean? He's like, you're bleeding above your eye. There's like a nest in your hair. I tell you, I was battered and bruised, but I got there. I say, you might be just got here today. You might have come through the last season and you're a little bit battered and bruised, but I wanna tell you, you made it. And because you made it, because you went through all that you go through in the last few years and last few days, I wanna tell you, God is about to do a new thing. And if God's gonna do a new thing, you've gotta clean up the old to get ready for the new. You know, we're coming into spring, apparently, and uh, a month or two ago, I thought, you know, I gotta get to the backyard, because it was a mess, and this winter's been so cold and so wet and so rainy, I haven't got out there, and the lawn's grown out of control, and the dogs ripped, it, ripped everything apart, and, and there's stuff everywhere, and I thought I've gotta get rid of all the residue to get ready for spring. I, I, I got my boy to come and help me. This is how bad my backyard was. That's the size, that's not a tree, that's a weed. That's a weed that grew over winter. You're wondering if this has been wet. It's been a very wet winter. And if you're listening to the podcast and not watching online, it was a weed, not weed. Anyway, very important that you understand the distinction. It was a weed that side that we pulled out. Had to get rid of the residue. Had to get, it can go down. My backyard's disgusting. You're all judgy. Sometimes if you wanna get chances, like it's so embarrassing. Sometimes if you wanna get into the new season, come on, who believes God's got something new ahead? If you wanna get rid of the, into the new, you gotta get rid of the old. In Bible times, they'd walk from place to place, but they wouldn't have kicks like we would. They'd wear sandals. And the problem was the residue of the roads and the places they came from and the seasons they walked through wouldn't just stick to what they were wearing, it would stick to them. And some of us have been like, you know, we're fine, I can just flick it off. But the reality is, when you walk through difficult seasons, when you haven't got your breakthrough yet, when you haven't seen your healing, when you've been waiting for God to move in certain ways, in provision or an answer to prayer or a prophetic promise and you haven't seen it, sometimes you can be like, I just flick it off. But the reality is, sometimes it sticks to us. So what they'd have to do when they were to enter into a new home or to enter into a new season, they would have to wash their feet. 
And I believe this is what God's saying to us as we as a church come to be 100 years old, as we walk into a new day. And I believe prophetically this going in my spirit over and over again, do not let your past cling to your present, but forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past because behold, I'm doing a new thing. God was showing me a picture of some of us, we haven't let go of our past, but for some of us, I saw like a, like a man, it was a picture of the past, grabbing a hold of your future and not letting go of you. And God's saying, it's time to cut off disappointment. It's time to cut off bitterness. It's time to cut off regret. Some of us are still talking about the days gone by. We're talking about the better days of 10 years ago, the hurts of 15 years ago, the disappointments of 20 years ago. But I can't help but in my spirit to say, God knows, God heals, God restores, and God is good. But he says it's time to clear the slate. It's time to stop looking backwards. It's time to let go of the root of bitterness that trips us up. It's time to run again and go again because behold, God is doing a new thing, a fresh thing, a prophetic thing. Let no dirt, no dust from your past settle onto you today. I spoke a message a couple Sunday nights ago about David who messed up in his last season. He had to pray this prayer. Create in me a clean heart, O Lord. What a powerful prayer to pray. Create in me a clean heart. Maybe if we're honest, for some of us, we love God and we love people, but there's some things that stuck. Maybe it's just a simple prayer. Let me show you this. We'll put it up for a moment. Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart. When you pray that, your life becomes, that word loyal or steady. I'm loyal to my wife. I'm steady in my convictions. I know the presence of God. I have the covering of the Holy Spirit and I have the joy of my salvation. Can I tell you what a powerful prayer to pray as you go into a new season. If you're here at Paradise, it's two weeks till we turn 100. If you're watching in the other campuses, it's about five days. Can I tell you what a prayer to pray this week. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Let me forget the former things that have held me back. Let me have a renewed spirit. Let me have a loyal spirit. Come on, God, let your presence cover me. Let me know the joy of your salvation. Holy Spirit, speak to me because I believe God's about to do a new thing, amen? But those former things aren't all bad. When Isaiah's talking about the former things, he's not saying the poor things, the bad things, or the hurtful things. In fact, when Isaiah says, forget the former things literally just before, you know what he's talking about? the Israelites walking through the Red Sea. It was the greatest miracle in, in, in all of Israel's history. It was their last transition season. It was the leaving of the old to walking into the new. But he says, that was the old transition. I'm about to lead you into a new transition. That was the old miracle. I wanna do a new miracle. Maybe the last season's been incredible and you're saying those days are just behind you. But don't confine God to what He did in the past when God wants to lead you into a season of more fruit, much fruit and lasting fruit. Because he did the old thing and the old thing was a good thing doesn't mean he doesn't wanna do a new thing. I prophesy a new harvest season. I prophesy a new outpouring season. I prophesy over your life and your family a new breakthrough season in Jesus' name, amen? Forget the former things. You know, to forget it, maybe you gotta remember it. Our history's been incredible. I don't wanna share it all now, but I've spent the last six months looking at our last 100 years. In all, our church was born 
in miracles and revival. When Smith Wigglesworth and Amy Seppel McPherson come to Adelaide, hold a meeting with 120 people and in it are the people that formed our church. People filled with the Holy Spirit. Revival begins to break out. And over 100 years, I mean, anything that lasts 100 years has its ups and its downs, but the things our church has seen, the anointing God gave to our church, you know, in the last 50 years, our church has seen over 40,000 people find Jesus. I'll say it again, because that might be, in the last 50 years, they're good things. The number of baptisms, yeah, I go all the way back, so many things. We had the first woman ever ordained in the AOG in Australia. I think that's significant. No wonder our church has always seen powerful women raised up, walking in the calling, gifting and anointing that God put on their life. I look at Pastor Andrew and his leadership and how when he was the AOG superintendent, planted on average a church every 11 days in Australia. I look at Pastor Ashley and Jane leading us into this new era where we had one church and now we have 11 with more to come. We'll talk to you about that later. With, you know, now having 19 services, meeting in three countries. I look at what God's done through BU and what he's done through our music. Like our music's been streamed in the last few years over 13 million times. And you just go, it's just, the beginning of what God's going to do. And then God says, you thought that was good? Forget the form of things. Do not dwell on the past. It pales in comparison to what I'm gonna do. It's not that the past has all problems. The past, we reached our potential, but God's about to do a new thing. He says, you think the former days were great? I'm about to do something greater in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. The days behind us are good but it's not a limitation for what God is about to do. And I believe it's the same for your life. In fact, I prophesy it's the same over your life. Do you receive it today? Come on, at every campus, do you receive it today? Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. I cannot stress how prophetic this is today. Receive it. Do you not perceive it? You see, faith, faith is the evidence of not what you see. Faith is the evidence of things Hope for, and hope can only ever be forward-looking. Hope is never backward-looking. Hope has to be forward-looking. It's not even today realizing, it's forward-looking. Hope is like these glasses. They're really filthy. These glasses, as I look through them, they're not meant for reflection to look into my past. They're there to give me faith so I have clarity for what's ahead of me. Can I say, we can't just assume the old thing is gonna bring new success and that God is limited by what He did in the past. I just can't stress this enough. Don't protect the old thing when God wants to do something new. He's gonna do something new in our church and you watching this season, I prophesy, there is about to be an outpouring, a revival and a season of new fruit in your life too because you're the church. What could it be for you? Could it be a new breakthrough? Could it be a new house you've been believing for? Could it be a new healing you've been waiting for? Could it be a new promotion you've been believing and praying about? Could it be a new spouse? Not that, not, no, let's be careful. Not that the old one, stay with them. They're in, and like, stay. But, but maybe, maybe it's the person you've been believing for. If you've been single and you're ready to mingle, it's God saying it's a new day. Maybe it's that healing in Jesus' name. What am I saying? He's saying, don't settle where you are. There are people, I feel this right now, that have been called to ministry where it's a renewal season and God had to get you ready to clean the slate for the new season. It's get ready. He's doing a new thing. 
Behold. Everyone say, behold. Whoa. Everyone say, wow. wow. Everyone say, whoa. whoa. Everyone say, mmm. It's amazing you do anything. <laughs> this behold, behold, this behold is a prophetic behold. Sometimes we say wow about where we are, where we've been more than wow for where we're going. If he's going to do a new thing, if it's coming, we have to say wow, yes, Lord, amen, before we see it. The words of our mouth to enter into a new season. We've been teaching you to enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. The very way you behold is thanking God for who he is, what he's done, but even more so now, what he's about to do. So he says, I'm gonna do a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Do you not perceive it? Shans and I, we moved into a new house about five years ago. It's nearly six. And we got into this house and I went to pack all of the old things. Went to bring the old things into the new house. And Shans said something that puts fear in every man's wallet. She said, we're gonna go to freedom. <laughs> and I'm like, what do we need to get from freedom? She's like, I need to get some new things. And I said, I can just bring the old things. She said, no, I'm very specific. I wanna get a new rug. I wanna get a new dining table. I wanna get a new coffee table. And I wanna get a new throw. If you don't know what a throw is, a throw is a blanket, but it's called a throw. You place it very specifically on the couch to make it look like you threw it there, but you did not. So when someone walks in, they said, nice throw. You're like, I just threw it there, but you didn't, you lied. It's very deliberate. And I'm like, why can't we just take the old thing into the new place? And Sean's like, are you thick? Do you not get it? Do you not perceive it? I'm not bringing the old thing into the new season. What God's saying is, do you not perceive? I'm not just wanting to do the old thing in a new way. I'm about to do something you've never seen before. I'm about to lead you into a new day. Come on, I'm about to do something you've never imagined. You see, what I think is Shan's thinks as I think, and she imagines as I imagine, but her ways are higher than my ways, and her thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And it's the same with God. Sometimes we're telling God what to do so God's not doing what we're telling him to do because he wants to do things his way because his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts so maybe instead of telling God what he's going to do we begin to get a wow in our spirit but we say God let my spiritual imagination let my prophetic unction begin to rise that begins to perceive that you're not going to do the old thing in a new season but you're going to do new things in new ways in a new day in Jesus name See, when the Lord says, are you, do you perceive it? What he's really asking, are you willing to open yourself to my new thing? He's saying, are you willing to embrace the new day? When you look at the verb here for perceive and you look this in the Hebrew language, it, it actually isn't just the word perceive or see. It's actually more than insight. This word perceive means to give yourself to someone. It's actually the picture of how a husband and a wife give themselves to each other. It's knowing intimately. You see, when God says, do you perceive what I'm gonna do? It's not just, oh yeah, I agree, that'd be nice. No, it's, it's do you grab a hold of it with everything, make it intimate and personal of what God's gonna do. Pastor John, come up here. I wanna, I wanna illustrate this, right? How many times have we hugged on this stage, John? It's like a thing we do, right? Anyway, this is what God's saying. Have you ever met someone and you've embraced them? You've perceived them, you've seen them, and you're like, come here, it's, it, no, it's, a side, it's just a side hug. It's good to, some of us do this with the promises of God. It's like a tuck on in, 
here you are. Yeah, like, it's nice to see you, but it's not commitment. It's not knowing. It's not perceiving in the way the Bible's saying. It's not embracing. And some of us are high side-hugging the promises of God. We're side-hugging the prophetic things God said over your life. But this isn't the type of hugging that he says. It's the type of hugging a husband and wife have. And we're not gonna get there today. But what we're gonna do is tuck on in, John. He's like, don't, come on, tuck right in there. He's like, I've got a promise for your life. Get on in. I'm not letting go of you till you bless me. It's like Jacob with God. God's like, I'm ready to go now. And he's like, no, I want my blessing and I'm not letting go, you cowboy. Just tuck right here, you wonderful man. I'm holding you until I see my blessing get go. Like, it's weird, all right? So, oh, God, oh, I, got, I got goosebumps. We have a great, you're my friend. What God's saying is, do you have an expectation not just a faith that God can, but an expectation that says, God, I'm not letting go of you until I see my healing. God, I'm not letting go of you until my family get my break, their breakthrough. God, I'm not letting go of you until I see the call on my life fulfilled. God, I perceive it, I believe it, I receive it, and therefore I embrace it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So he says, now I'm doing a new thing, do you not perceive it? Now it springs forth, everyone say springs. Now when you look at that word springs, again in the proper, when you look at the language, the better word really in English is the word sprouts. Because it actually means you may not see the full fruit of it, but it's beneath the surface. It's like if I have, if I plant lawn, I may not see the lawn, but if I put seed in the ground, I know there's lawn there, I'm just yet to see the fulfillment of what was planted. What it means is now it will sprout. I'm doing a new thing. He says, now it will sprout. It's been in the works for a while. It's been declared for a while. You've been watering it with your prayers for a while. But God says, now it's a time to sprout. Five years ago, nearly six, I prophesied this message over our church. God is about to do a new thing. Can I say, when I prophesied this, if you're watching at our Salisbury campus, you weren't in the building we were in then, we were in Shillabier Road. But look what God's done. If you're in our city campus, we weren't in the extension of what we had back then, we were just a small campus, but we've extended because God did a new thing. If you're in our Paradise campus, we had no renovation in the foyer, it was a whole lot of purple. And in here, it was one flat floor. But look at what God's done. If you're watching our South campus, you didn't exist back then. If you were watching you at Clare campus, we didn't know you back then. If you were in Mount Barker, we weren't there right then. If you were in Solo, Indonesia, we weren't around back then. If you're part of Dreamers, it didn't exist back then. But there was a prophetic word that said, God's gonna do a new thing, but now it's sprouting, it's coming. And I feel God saying, it was just the beginning because I'm doing something new. But what we want is a prophetic atmosphere, a spiritual atmosphere, a Holy Spirit atmosphere that changes our city that goes from addition to multiplication. So I genu genuinely believe what happened through the COVID season and what we went through in even the last six months before we got to the middle of this year was a town time of conviction. It was a time of decision. It was a time for intercession. And I look at our church in the last three months. Can I show you in the last three months because you've got to see what's sprouting. In the last three months, we prophesied years ago we'd have a kids' conference and a kids' one-day event that just 
blew up. We had over 500 kids at this thing just three months ago. In the last week, we released our first youth worship album since Planet Shaker Days 20 years ago. Uh, in the last three months, we opened a campus in Solo, Indonesia, which we prophesied into being. In the last three months, we started work on our South building. We didn't exist five years ago, but now we've got a building being built. And we're about to tell you soon about a brand new campus that we've been working on in the last three months. Uh, we've got, a, in the last three months, we did a domestic violence shelter renovation. In the last three months, we did a pink ribbon fundraiser. In the last three months, we did interest meetings and we've probably got a place for our wellness center. We're about to go into gift giving and carol season and it's the beginning more than anything. In the last three months, you see the beginning of revival. There's a hunger that's stirring in the church. There's a fresh move of the Holy Spirit. And you might go, it's been two and a half years of pain. But if God can do that in three months, what can can God do in the next three years? What can God do in the next 30 years? He, I feel there was a season of renewal so there could be a season of acceleration. Behold, God is doing a new thing. Now it's sprouting. Now it's coming. Now it's springing forth. Do you believe it? Do you perceive it? Do you embrace it? Every, how cool is that rain? What a change. You know, it's been a long winter, hasn't it? <laughs> Every spring I do something. Every spring I open the window, my, the, the blinds in my bedroom, right where I sleep I can look out. Because during winter we lose all the leaves on the tree and it's barren and it's cold and it's ugly. And every, from the 1st of September, every morning the first thing I do, I look out my window Firstly, praying that no one's looking in. And then, and I look to see if there's leaves on the tree. It was about two weeks ago, I went outside. And after all this long winter, there was just the beginning of life to come. I walked out this morning and the tree is fully covered in leaves. Can I say, some, you look outside at the atmosphere and you feel like it's still winter. But when I look at my tree and I see the leaves, I know it's spring. I know it's a new day. And some of us are looking at what's going on and looking around the world and looking at your life and you say, the atmosphere feels like winter. But I tell you, there's leaves on the tree. There's fruit that's coming. There's something that's sprouting. There's leaves that are springing forth. I tell you, God's doing a new thing. You've got to look for it prophetically. You've got to believe it before you receive it. You've got to perceive it and make it yours. And then I believe you'll receive it. Believe it, perceive it, and receive it in Jesus' name, amen? amen? Maybe just the keys can come. So how do we do this? I can't. You were, I perceived it, I believed it, and I received it. May. The key though I feel in this next two weeks for paradise and next week for every campus. Can you forget the former things? I'm not saying don't be grateful for the old, always have a thankful spirit, but can you have an anticipation for the new? Maybe it's been a winter season, but there's leaves on the tree. Forget the former things, don't dwell on the past because behold, I'm doing a new thing. Regardless of what's gone on in the past season, God has a plan and a purpose for your life and that lies in your future. 
And every week you get to make a decision whether you progress or regress. I don't think there's an option to stay where you are. I think anyone that stays still moves backwards. There's seasons of being still, but it's being still to know that He's God so you can step into what He has next. We have to choose to move forward in faith. About the middle of the year, Pastor Ashley was here and he preached a a message to our dream team and it was, God wants to grow your capacity. And I was foolish enough to go home that night and pray this prayer, God, would you grow my capacity? I felt like heaven went, good luck. Since then, I feel like God's turned my life inside out. I've had to let go of my timetable, my schedule, my way of doing things. But I genuinely believe I've seen more fruit through my life in the last three months than I have in the last three years. I'm hearing God clearer than I have at any time in my life. I feel like I've got more prophetic vision than I've had in any other season, but it required me to let go of what was stable to grab a hold of what was prophetic, to let go of what I knew to grab a hold of what God's got next. And the thing is, I reckon if sometimes we hold on to history, we miss out on destiny. And God's in our history and God's in the last hundred years. But I believe the Holy Spirit's beckoning us as a church and beckoning you as a mum, a dad, a business leader, a student, a, 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 a someone as a pastor, a leader in our community to say there's more in the days ahead. I believe there's some people here, you've got in to the rhythm of doing business, but God's called you for kingdom expansion and He's given you a gift in the marketplace, not just to turn a coin, but to see expansion in the kingdom through the gifts and talents He's put in your life. There's those that are called to ministry and you feel your days gone by, but He says, behold, I'm about to do a new thing. There's those that have been waiting for a miracle, a healing, a salvation, a breakthrough, and I believe it's coming around the corner. If you can say, God, I thank You for what You've done. I'm letting go of of the hurt, disappointment and bitterness, but I'm running into my future because it's a new day, it's a new season, it's a new century and I behold you're doing a new thing. Come on, stand to your feet with me. So how does He do it? Always the same way. How does He do it? Well, He says, I'm making a way in the wilderness. Where does it lead to rivers in the desert? God makes a way. See, when there is no way and you feel there's no way through, He carves a road to a river. He leads you to the same place, the anointing and flow of the Holy Spirit to refresh you, to heal you. But you've got to walk that road. You've got to go from where you are and say, God, I behold, I step, I embrace, and I move into my new day. My eyes are looking forward, my spirit's lifted. My ears are attuned and I'm moving into what you've got next. I prophesied at the start of this year, He crowns the year with His goodness and our paths drip with abundance. First half of the year, I was wondering, God, where's that goodness and where's that abundance? But in a moment, God can turn. One day there can be a barren tree and the next day there can be leaves and signs of life. There's a suddenly that comes after the ongoingly and I believe that suddenly is now. And where does it lead? It leads us to rivers in the desert. I prophesied and spoke Ezekiel 47 a couple weeks ago, which talked about the river of God, which is of course the river of the Holy Spirit. And it talks about where there was bitter waters or salty waters, He makes them fresh. 
that in the river of God, there's trees that are planted. You're here because you're planted. You didn't run, you didn't leave, you didn't go, and maybe it's been a barren season, but it says where the river of God flows deeply, there are trees and there is fruit in every season and there is healing in the leaves. I believe it's in this season as we step that path, as we move into destiny, I believe the river of the Holy Spirit takes us to a place where bitterness becomes sweet, where hurt goes gets healing, where fruit is found in every season and where there's healing in our hands. Jesus prophesied it and He said, if anyone thirsts, if anyone wants more, Come on, are you thirsty today? Are you thirsty in Mount Barker today? Are you thirsty in Solo today? Are you thirsty online today? He's got more. He says, come to me and drink. He's saying, if you believe, and then read it with me, rivers of living water will brim, fill you up and spill out of the depths of anyone who, there it is, believes. Believes, perceives, receives rivers of living water. The breakthrough is found in the anointing. It's praise for where we've been. It's the anointing to carry us to where we're going. It's a new chapter that He's writing in our church. It's a new season He's doing in your life. It's something new He's doing in our community. And it starts with us stopping looking to the past and starting to say, God, I'm stepping towards my future. I'm coming under the anointing because there's far better things in the days ahead than anything I leave behind. I prophesy that it's sprouting, it's growing, it's coming, it's moving, start watching. He's breathing, He's coming, and it's the time. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Re-say it, come on. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now, now, now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I'm making ways in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Come on, why don't you lift your hands right across this place? I believe the anointing of the Holy Spirit makes a way. I believe that when there is no way, He makes a way. Where there's been barrenness, there's fruit. Where there's been bitterness, there's sweetness. Where there's been waiting, there's abundance. It's a new day, it's a new season, it's a new chapter, it's a new century, and it's going to be the most fruitful season in our church and your life. So Father, I pray the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the river of living water afresh that fills us to the brim, that overflows in our world, that we wouldn't do this in our own strength or our own mind, but we would do it with Your power. We would do it with Your authority. We would do it with Your Holy Spirit. That is not by might, it's not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. So we don't strive, we don't push, but we look ahead and we rest in the grace. We sit in the current of the river and we ask Holy Spirit, sweep us into our new, take us into our most fruitful season. Do a new thing in Salisbury. Do a new thing in Clare. Do a new thing in Mount Barker. Do a new thing in Solo. Do a new thing in City. Do a new thing in Paradise. Do a new thing in the days ahead in Atlanta. Do it again. Do more. Do it in us. For your glory we pray. I pray this sermon has blessed you, encouraged you, and inspired you. You know, we may never have met, I may not know you, but God knows you. And I'll tell you today, God loves you. That even before you knew about Him, He loved you. And He has a plan and a purpose for your life. 
You know, so many of us do life on our own, trying to lead our life in a way that finds answers and finds the peace and finds the joy we're looking for, but we come up short. But God knew that you needed rescuing, that you needed saving, that you needed His love. So He sent His Son Jesus to come and pay the price for our mistakes. He lived a perfect life, but knowing we couldn't, He said, I will take their place. So He died and rose again so that His death could pay the penalty for my mistakes in my past and His life could make a way so that I could have life. I believe that when you believe in what Jesus did and when you invite Him to be Lord of your life, you can experience forgiveness, peace, hope, joy, purpose and life like you've never known before. It's not about what we've done or who we're not. It's about that we have a God who's good, who can turn things for good and loves you. He's a father, he's a friend, and you can invite him into your life today by simply saying this prayer after me. I'm gonna say this prayer and wherever you are, wherever you're watching around the world, pray this prayer with me. Maybe you once knew God and you walked away. You know what, maybe he's getting your attention today to say, come back into relationship with me. Maybe you've known religion, but never a real genuine relationship with God. Why don't you say this prayer too? And I believe this can be the beginning of a great new day. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for loving me and giving your life for me. I pray you forgive me for my past and you walk with me into my tomorrow. Let me know your grace, your forgiveness, your peace, your purpose, your joy and your hope into my life. I ask you to lead me and guide me from this day forward. Be Lord of who I am in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer today. I believe that as you did, the peace, the grace, and the love of God comes into your life. You know what? The past is real, but it doesn't have to dictate your future. Let the love, the grace, and the Word of God go with you from this day forward, and I believe the best days are ahead for you. If you prayed this prayer or you want to know more, maybe you're on the journey, why don't you flick us an email so we can send you some material about following Jesus. We can maybe connect you with a local church near you that you can do life with, get good people around you, and we would love to pray with you. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer. I'm so glad you're on the journey of following Jesus. I'm so glad you listened today. God bless.